Welcome to Create Your Life, a podcast for heart-centered creatives who desire clarity, fulfillment, and a flourishing relationship, not only with the world and their art, but with themselves. I am your host, Megan Vigil, a fellow creative and life coach, and I coach women who are ready to forge their own path, to do things in their own way, instead of continually comparing their path to others and measuring their success by the standards of the world instead of the metrics that feel deeply authentic to them. I help women be on their own team to curb the self-criticism, the perfectionism, and trade that for feeling at home within themselves, in their own lives, and to experience more peace, more being, and less striving. This podcast will be a mix of solo episodes where I share honest insights into my own journey and practice, as well as beautiful guest conversations where I get to sit down virtually with individuals who I wholeheartedly respect and believe that they have so much wisdom on the topic of living and creating with intention and deep presence and enjoyment. This is not about the rat wheel of self-improvement. This podcast exists as a place where we foster conversations around living well, blooming well, and looking at how beautiful and nuanced and yes, complex, but how beautiful it is to be alive. My deepest hope is that you feel seen here, that you feel inspired and empowered to be a go-getter in your own way as you create your life. I am so happy you're here with me. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, so happy you're here. I am just enjoying this fall morning. I'm recording this little intro on Friday before this comes out. So it's just the loveliest October day. Jacob and I went to a coffee shop this morning and just enjoyed the quiet and beautiful morning light. It was so lovely this morning um, in Denver, just kind of before this city started buzzing for the weekend. It was so nice. So if you're in Denver, we went to Blue Sparrow Coffee And in in the morning, especially, it's just so sweet. So, highly recommend. It's been just a really lovely morning. And I got to edit edit this episode while we were there and it just reminded me of how special it was to get to have this conversation with Morgan Rapp who I have really admired in the online space and learned so much from her over the last couple years. Morgan is a design business coach and entrepreneur She specializes in helping designers create spacious and profitable businesses online, which I love and she is so incredible at what she does. She is also a mama of four and um, an Enneagram nine, just like I am. And I must say she is absolutely one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram. She is so wise, has so much insight, incredibly down to earth. So I think you are going to love her if you haven't been introduced to her before. And I think you're going to really love this episode. So we talk about so many different topics and I hope you enjoy listening and that you resonate with some of it. So let's dive into this conversation with Morgan Rapp. Perfect. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. Um, For anyone who isn't familiar with your work, just give us a glimpse into what you do day to day, who you work with, and just what you love about your work too. Yeah. Hi, my name is Morgan Rapp. I'm so excited to be here (laughs) and uh, kind of introduce myself a little bit. So I've had my business almost 10 years now and 
initially when I started it, I don't think I knew what I was doing or what I was getting into, um, which we'll probably talk about when like my goals have like shifted, you know, throughout mm. my time in while I've had my business, um, depending on what I've had going on, like my personal life. But basically I have been growing this business at the same time I've been growing my family and that's brought like unique challenges, um, through the years. And yeah, I started doing graphic design and like web design part-time. Um, I actually had a friend that I did my business with initially. Mm -hmm. Um, and then once I found out I was pregnant with my son, I quit my day job. So I was like working during the day, working at night, trying to like build up. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I also, I did graduate from college. I went to school for like PR, um, and like journalism. And then I minored in art and business and sociology. (laughs) So like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) I know I liked a lot of different things. And I honestly didn't really know what I was going to be doing. Like after school, um, Mm -hmm. was over and I ended up getting my first graphic design job, um, at this company, but like they had a lot of issues and I kept asking for a raise and couldn't get a raise. And my income didn't increase at all. Once I graduated from college and I was just, I would cry all the time. And I was just like, how am I ever going (laughs) to earn any money? Like, like I thought once I had a degree that it would be easier and it just didn't feel easier. Um, but, but yeah. And so my friend and I, um, reconnected, we grew up together. Um, and she started doing wedding invitations and I was like, Hey, I want to help you. Um, so I started helping her like doing marketing and stuff. And then, then I started doing some design stuff and then we started getting requests for branding work and we got paid way better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. uh, Yeah. And so we're like, Oh, interesting. People value this more. Right. Um, so therefore they, they will pay for it, even though it was like the same amount of work working with brides. Um, and we liked it more personally. And so then we rebranded her agency for a while. She actually started another product-based business. And so eventually with kind of our personal lives and having babies and this new business she started, she transitioned out of our business. And that was like, in like 2017 or so. And I was in this really messy, messy middle of trying to decide is this actually a business I believe that I can make successful on my own? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause she had a lot of strengths and that I didn't have and like kind of vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> so we were a really great team and we were good friends. Um, and, and yes, yeah, so that was like a really tough transition point. And uh, that's kind of when I felt like this very, I don't know, this large internal shift Um, and it was where I sort of need to decide, do I just want to go work for someone else or because I really wasn't making more money than like working for someone else. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I would say there, there was two, like when I initially quit my job actually was, I did interview for another, um, for another job and I got that job and I had to decline it and decide that I'm just working for myself. And then that other shift was in like 2017 when I just didn't feel like I was earning enough money to make it worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, I just had like this, this shift all around, um, and decided to just go for it and kind of finally go all in like on my own, which felt really scary. Um, but those, the, the changes that I did, um, that year is what helped me double my income and really made things feel more worth it. I guess. Yeah. All around. Um, and I also got pregnant, no wait, 
2018. Yeah. And had a baby in 2018. And that's when I started to introduce education into my business model. And so now what I do is a mix. So I still do some branding services and some websites. Um, but what's nice is that I can kind of pick and choose on what sounds mm-hmm. most exciting. Uh, and then I do education and I coach and I have my group program. And then I have another course that's more specifically about Shopify. So I've decided to coach basically my myself from a few years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I help designers specifically right now, at least because I feel like there's unique challenges for them that other, um, other industries kind of don't have as much. And so I just really feel passionate about helping designers and, and creatives, I guess, mm-hmm. um, which I, I feel like, isn't that what you mostly focus on is creative yeah. as well? Yeah. yeah. So kind of talk more about like the mindset mm-hmm. stuff, like being a creative specifically. Um, and, and yeah, I love the mix. I've decided to just keep my business small ish for now. Like I don't have full-time employees. Um, Mm -hmm. I just have like a few contractors that work with me and in this stage of life, because I have four kids under seven, (laughs) I'm like, you know, really my time is what I value the most time and experiences. And so I'm not really wanting to expand the business right now, but maybe that'll change in the future. Mm. Um, That's what feels good to me right now, Um, which I feel like is not what the, you know, business industry normally pushes, like grow, 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 skill, skill, skill all the time. And I'm just sort of really happy with it being where it is. Um, Mm. And, and yeah, it's like, I want to meet our family's needs. My husband's home now. That might change too. Like, sure. Yeah. We'll see. I just feel like we're trying things and then who knows, it'll shift and change. Um, but I'm open to the changing and, um, yeah, it's like a constant, like my business evolves as I evolve and our family evolves and, um, yeah, it's just really interesting to like look back on, but that's kind of what sort of brought me to where I am now, I guess. That's amazing. I, I feel like there are already so many just nuggets of wisdom in what you shared, but I love that you said like, this is what feels good for me right now, because I, I was never like accustomed to that sort of thinking. Like you said, it's always, especially when you're owning your own business, it is always about this like badge of honor. That is how busy can you be? How full maybe not even in a good way, can your life be in order to be quote unquote successful? But Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, for me personally, and it sounds like kind of for you too, like at least in these seasons of our lives, like doing less is part of feeling successful, like being slower, having more spaciousness in our lives. And so I just love so much that you touched on, like, this is what works for me right now. This is what feels good for me right now. Um, you know, and, and as I evolve, it'll evolve. It doesn't have to always look the same and it doesn't always have to look like what other people say it should look like, but this feels good for me. And that is just so, I love that so much. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel like on the other side of the coin, like if you want to continue scaling your business, growing your business, that's all like worthy and amazing too. And so Mm. I feel like it's just all about what you want for yourself. And that just looks different than what someone else has going on, you know, but Mm -hmm. just like you get into that comparison. And, and sometimes I feel like we can 
also just get addicted to the chase. Yeah. <laughs> we make these goals and we meet the goals and we just push the goals for like we change them. Mm, so yeah. then it's like, you know, sometimes you're not celebrating, you know, the goals when you even meet them because you'll just mm. move them. And yeah. so then you just feel like unsatisfied. Like I've coached a lot of women. Um, initially when I wasn't focusing as much on mindset, I coached women a strategy of how to get to like six figures. And then so many of them were like, okay, I got six figures. Now what? (laughs) And like, nothing's different. And in fact, they actually felt kind of empty. And I've had that experience too, at certain times. And then I've, I've had times where I didn't make as much money and I felt fulfilled. And then I had times where I made a lot of money and felt fulfilled and then vice versa. Like it's Mm. not, it's funny how we're just like the money is what's going to make me happy. And it's not the common denominator, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, like, Yes, you can be happy and you can be unhappy with money. And then like vice versa, like you could be having a slow period in your business and you could still be happy. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, so, or unhappy. And so it's just interesting as sort of like, I don't know, I've just had like my own personal experiences and then experiences of my clients and students and things. Like that's when I was like, okay, we need to dive more into like personal development and Mm -hmm. mindset work and like, also along with that, um, you know, there's like trauma, privilege. Yeah. Sometimes like therapy is needed, honestly, because absolutely it's very vulnerable running a business. Um, and so that's when it's like, what kind of support do you need? It might need to be different than just mm-hmm. like more business strategy. But um, so I know I'm not a therapist, so that's like a line. Mm-hmm. However, I try to get to a point of like some self-awareness mm-hmm. um, around what might be happening for them. And hopefully guide them to tools that will help them tap into more coming closer to themselves instead of like far away and Mm -hmm. being able to define success for themselves and feel successful regardless of what's happening in the external, because really all of that could be falling in place. And if the internal is chaotic, um, then no matter what, like you're going to keep grasping for things and just like feel empty. And that's not fun either. Not at all. And I just, I love that you like kind of made this transition in a way, not necessarily to, to solely mindset. Like I know that you still, you know, work on some strategy things, but that's something that like, I always go back to, too and talk to a lot of my clients about is like, it feels like one of the biggest mistakes if you want to call it that that we make in our businesses is putting ourselves on the back burner our personal development on the back burner because we are the heart and soul of our businesses and like you said it's vulnerable like it's a lot um to you know be a creative at least like in my client's case and yours too you know and to have our businesses it brings up a lot and so I think one of the greatest things that we can do is prioritize our well-being and our mindset. And that's something that I just would love to dive into more with you because I think that there, I feel like mindset has almost lost, like the word has almost lost its potency because people talk about it so much. And so it's like almost when we like hear mindset, I'm like, I don't want to hear about it anymore because it's just, we have so much information flying at us on mindset all the time. But I think that that's a great thing because we're learning more and more about how our thoughts create our reality so much or have such a big influence on our reality. And so 
I just would love to hear more about like what your personal journey has been to like, like, how did you get to a place where you realize like my thoughts matter, my mindset matters so much? Like, how did that shift take place for you? Yeah, I would say probably where I got my start was um, listening to some podcasts and then somehow I came across Bert Castillo. So she was one of like the first sort of life coach. Mm-hmm. Guru. <laughs> started listening the queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, it was just so fascinating. Like this idea of that. I mean, just what you were saying, like your thoughts, like create like your reality. And um, that's not to say that like, there aren't some very real valid things that you've gone mm-hmm. through um, in your life. And in fact, that's why you have a lot of times these specific thoughts or stories, you know, and um, sometimes they are like true and valid. Um, But also, like I like to say, and also, um, Mm -hmm. there are, like, sometimes they're not helpful, you know, and um, it's like, okay, how can you practically move towards validating that part of yourself, but also create this other part of yourself that is like moving forward at the same time, you know? And Mm -hmm. so sometimes I think that it's actually taking a step back and then like two steps forward. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's more what it looks like, it's messy. Like it's not, it's not easy. Um, But yeah, I I started listening to podcasts and um, in Brooks specifically, you know, she has like the model, which is like Mm -hmm. writing down your thoughts and then creating, new thoughts and like how to get there and how, you know, your thoughts will actually like lead to your actions and things like that. Um, and then she's talked a lot about money and how she loved money. And, uh, she talked about like under earning and all kinds of things. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm totally like selling myself short, I think. Mm. And I feel like it was just because I did have this deeply ingrained story that like, you know, my, my partner would be the one who would be the higher earner and we would be taken care of in that way. And that just wasn't how things went for us. Um, and it was frustrating to me. And it also like made me project things into our relationship that weren't healthy, (laughs) you know, and what it came down to is we just sort of like, like what I want, I was projecting onto him in, my expectations of certain things and it just wasn't really fair you know Mm. um and and yeah I just grew up in like a very like kind of traditional sort Mm. of area and religion and all of that and so some of that was like deeply ingrained even though I thought I was capable you know and like talented all those things but I was just like oh I'll just work until you know I have kids and then I won't like I don't Yep. It's just like following the same path that I saw most women around me follow. Um, but, but yeah, it came down to where like finances were stressful and, you know, that was like hard for me. And, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, so, so yeah, I just felt like, I was like, okay, if things have to change, if I want them to change, then And also I felt like I had some value to bring to the table. There was more that I wanted to do and like an impact I wanted to make as well. Um, Then 
I was going to go down that path and see what that is like. And I just wanted things to be different. Um, and that was my desire. And so I guess I feel like I don't know, like this is personal for every relationship, but I think the more personal work Sam and I have both done, the more we realize like we're individual people. Yeah. And so I think that we had, I just assumed that we like, were always like the same. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But. Well, it's like, there's all this, uh, these narratives around like well when you be when you get married like you're a team and you are one and it's almost like wow like where's the separation there so I totally get that yeah yeah totally and I don't know I guess I feel like that's part of kind of my story is navigating you know our partnership and the realities of having a family and a business and you know balancing all that which I talk about on Instagram and try to open up Mm -hmm. those conversations because Nobody really talks about it because it's really personal. Like Mm -hmm. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago and I literally was like, I just had these crazy vulnerability hangovers because I, I don't know. I just really wanted to make sure I was honoring Sam and his story, but also he doesn't want to share everything and he doesn't want to be as open as maybe I would. Right. Like, yeah, it's like tricky to balance, but, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know any entrepreneur who doesn't really have to kind of dive into that stuff. Um, but yeah, all around, I feel like I just started to feel that shift of realizing, oh, like these are things that I want and these are my desires. And um, and Sam's desires look different, you know, a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of expectations. And of course you want to be on the same page in some ways, right? Like, mm-hmm. but what I sort of, wanted lifestyle wise, just kind of look different, <laughs> like, yeah. you know? So, uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else I started, I think that just seeing more women like who inspired me, who are doing like really cool things and the things that I wanted to do, um, was really awesome. However, I feel like I have felt lonely in the sense of not really seeing, um, women with small families kind of still like actively pursuing their businesses and things like that. Mm. And I know it's complicated and there's a lot of reasons why, but, um, yeah, I feel like that's motherhood requires you to also kind of look really like look internal as well. Yeah. So I would say like those combined shifts of now being like, Oh, I'm now teaching this human, you know, Mm. um a lot of different things what do I believe and so Mm -hmm. it makes you take a step back um what do I believe as far as possibilities what do I believe as far as like body image what do I believe um Mm. as far as like you know equal partnership in the home and things like that um Mm. anyway so so yeah I feel like there's just some natural self-development that happens as a parent or ideally (laughs) Mm. um I started reading parenting books about how to talk to my toddler and I was like okay this is so fascinating because it's like there were so many business parallels. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I just felt like just learning basic communication skills, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. But like, I didn't have really? as much awareness around it before until mm. I, you know, had children. So, yeah, that's, that is so beautiful. And I don't have children yet, but I can only imagine. And I've, I've heard that from like, other mothers in business as well that like 
nothing causes or nothing um, encourages you to turn inward and learn as much as having a child does. And so I just think that's like such a beautiful way to, to look at it and to also like, it feels like you have engaged with it with, with such an openness to like, I'm, I'm open to learning whatever this is going to teach me. And I think that is like one of the ways that we, we glean so much from life. Um, but there was one kind of parallel that I felt like I was feeling through everything that you were saying. And it was really this like awakening to your own voice and awakening to your own desires, like in your partnership or in business and motherhood. And I am just curious, like, I know you're an Enneagram nine. Is that right? Okay, cool. I was just curious because I am as well. And I, do you feel like that was like a very new thing for you in that stage of adulthood, whether it be in marriage or motherhood or whatever, like, was that new for you when you started to be like, oh, my desire is this. And maybe it's different than someone else's, but it's mine and it's valid. Like, was that, was that a new experience for you? Yeah. Okay. I feel like this is so fascinating because I feel like it's something I'm still trying to figure out. I still yeah. have this deep fear of like people not liking me or, mm-hmm. um, you know, being polarizing. <laughs> like I want to yeah. please everybody. Yeah. And so it really hurts when I get like negative feedback, <laughs> like yeah. probably more than it hurts other people. And so, um, I have a lot of people pleasing tendencies. And so, yeah, I have had to dive into more of what like my own voice is and what that looks like. And I feel like some of the reasons behind this are like, I was a middle child of six and my mom had all of us like really close together. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of lost like in the mix or that's how I felt. Um, Or I felt like my voice didn't matter or I wasn't noticed a lot. And then also like some body image stuff, like there's a lot like wrapped up, I feel like yeah. into that. Um, just kind of based on like some of my lived experiences of why yeah. I feel this way. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I have this fear of like, I don't know, just like shining or standing out like all around. And so I, I don't know, I feel like what's weird about running an online business is sometimes it can turn into being like an influencer. And like, that is like yeah. not what I personally want. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that. Cause I have a lot of friends who are influencers and, um, they, I guess the distinction I make is that they work with brands and like sponsorships and things like that. Okay. So I guess it depends how you define it, but, um, that is so not me, <laughs> not me. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm kind of put in that role or that sort of pressure is like set on me. And so I have to mm-hmm. sort of like backtrack a little bit. And, and some designers do sort of take that path as well, where, they have these really beautiful like style shoots and like they're really great at like you know creating their brand and their personal brand and all of that I don't know so that just looks different for everyone and not like there's anything wrong with that but I have my own like mindset things (laughs) around that stuff and so um it's something I'm still exploring and like being okay with like not being liked or that other people's thoughts and feelings are not like this, they don't have to be the same as mine or like, you know, they can be their own separate person and have those feelings. And I can, I don't have to like absorb everything. Cause I kind of feel like mm-hmm. I'm a sponge mm-hmm. a little bit. And so I'm doing a lot of like boundary work and learning about yeah um, what are boundaries. Cause 
I shared on Instagram that I feel like even the more my business grows, the more vulnerable I feel. And someone DM me and they're like, why is that? Or, or like the harder it feels sometimes. And I'm like, just because of like the exposure and like more people, like nobody talks about this piece of like growing a business. Really. I feel like mm. when you grow, you have more people who are critical of you. Yeah. Like whether it's your Instagram or your programs or whatever, like I have more students than I've ever had. And mm. That does mean sometimes, you know, someone feels like they didn't get what they needed. It doesn't happen a lot. Um, but every now and then someone has their own perspective of something or expectation that I didn't even really know that they had necessarily. Um, and then they might express it in a way that I wish was a little bit softer. Totally. <laughs> depending on who they are, they might not, you know, and then I'm like, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I've just had to kind of build up thicker skin, um, and mm-hmm. find my own like personal boundaries around how much I allow, allow something to affect me and for how long, and the longer I've had my business, I feel like the quicker the turnaround where it might just kind of be like a bad day for me, but also the more I've learned that people have their own experiences and I don't know what's like feeding into that, like, mm-hmm and why they have that perspective or whatever fear they're having around this, like, you know, that's them and their own experience. Um, anyways. So yeah, I just feel like it's a constant practice, um, Mm -hmm. of remembering that I'm not going to please everybody. It's impossible. (laughs) Like, yeah, but it's funny how we tell ourselves that that's the only way to like, that you're going to be successful is like, everyone's going to be happy with everything you do. And it just doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to get criticism and people are going to say, Hey, you're doing this wrong. And, um, and sometimes they won't be as nice about it as you would like. Totally. I'm the same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Please be gentle. Please be gentle. With me. Right. But then if you let that hold you back in that fear, then you won't move forward. And so I just had to really be like, okay, where does this come from? Or like, what is my, actual fear here of like around not being liked or pe- or pleasing everyone um yeah because nines can often like lose their identity or kind of struggle figuring out what their identity mm-hmm. is a little bit um and so I feel like finally in my 30s I'm like who is Morgan <laughs> who does yeah. want especially being as a parent it's really a challenge because my world like revolves around mm-hmm. my family and i don't have very much free time. And so I have to be like super intentional um, about fostering um, like hobbies and friendships because those things are on the back burner often. Yeah. And so that's a lot of stuff I've kind of lost and I would like to, to put more of an effort towards and be more mm-hmm. intentional um, because yeah, life just gets like super busy and I'm like, okay, work and family, like that's what I feel like I have all the time for, but then I still feel like I'm lacking in other areas Mm -hmm. to feel more well-rounded because your identity can get so wrapped up in those two that you forget who you are and you're like, who am I? (laughs) Cause you're just, just work and family, like your kids. And so then it's like, well, when are you actually doing things that you want to do and spending your time the way you want to, like, Mm. anyway, it's just a really tough stage of life all around. Yeah. I have a handful of clients that are moms and I feel like they and any other moms listening will just feel so heard by what you said, because I feel like 
um, that is something that comes up quite a bit in like my conversations with them is like, I just don't, I don't have that much time. Like it's so, it's so, it sounds like such a different stage of life where you don't, you don't have unending time to like do all these reflections on why that person's feedback really hurt you. You know, you don't have time to, to like just hours on end for those things. So how do you like structure that the time that you do have alone or how do you evaluate like what you need or just is there any advice that you would give to to moms like creative mamas that are feeling the same like what would you tell them that are those that are saying like how do I even you I have five minutes a day so like what do I do with that like what would you tell them for sure um okay so like some practical things that have been helpful for me has been therapy and I know often we hesitate to get like that kind of support, but then we'll spend thousands of dollars on like a coach for a month. You know what I yeah, mean? Totally. And so um, what I like about therapy is it's an intersection between your personal life and your business. And, you know, they are trained and, quali- and qualified to help you with like that intersection all around. Um and it's actually like not as expensive as like coaching or things like that and I feel like um that has been so helpful and just validating you know having like a a third party person (laughs) that can help validate my experiences um and give me practical tools and sometimes they're like mindset things um that are helpful but I realize a lot of times like my emotions around motherhood or you know, marriage and my partnership and things like that will affect my business inherently. Like, you know, if I had a rough weekend, then Monday morning I have to work and I'm like, I don't want to show up. I don't want to do anything, <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, and so it's just helpful to have that support. If that's something that, that you can do, I have heard good things about like group therapy, which might be a little bit more affordable, you know, mm-hmm. um, that isn't something I've personally tried. I also feel like boundaries with social media are big and I'm not even good at this, but I often can just get into like this rabbit hole of looking at posts and what everyone's doing and having FOMO and spend so much time there. It is such a time suck. Um, And then once I like scroll for like two hours, I'm like, what did I even look at like I can't even remember yeah totally (laughs) yeah um and so if you're really struggling with time I feel like um scrolling like trying to I set a timer on Instagram specifically because that's sort of my kryptonite I love Instagram (laughs) uh the visual and then also just like yeah just keeping up with people and seeing what they're doing and stuff and the relationships like it's great but also I can totally spend time there that's not productive or get lost there um so I do have like an uh yeah a limit on my phone it tells me when I've spent a certain amount of time and like notifies me which is great um I'm trying to do better about not using my phone a lot like in the evenings as well or right before I go to bed because then I'll just stay up and not go to bed um and then I didn't get any sleep and I don't feel great (laughs) the next day So I feel like my body often tells me when um, I'm burned out or when I need to make some shifts. And 
that's usually when it's getting like kind of to the not so great point. Ideally, if I can catch it beforehand, but I can just feel it. Like I'll either get tension headaches or, um, yeah, like I, I feel it like a lot in my throat. Mm. Um, and I think often when you feel like your voice isn't like being heard or you're kind of like suppressing who you are, mm. like your throat is often like an area where you feel a lot of tension. So some stuff I want to get into is like breath work or yeah. actually sing and play the guitar and it makes me feel better. I'm like, that's why. Cause yeah. like we open up my throat anyways, just fascinating. Like hmm. if you're into like chakras and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like I'm trying to like dive more into some of those things. Cause I think it's interesting. And there's a book called the body keeps the score. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a great book. Um, I also think there's kind of a larger piece of this where women are just notoriously burned out and overwhelmed because of societal expectations and therefore expectations we put on ourselves around getting support and feeling like it's safe to to do that and communicate our needs to our partners our families or you know whatever that looks like Mm -hmm. um you know we have this idea that we can do it all and we Mm -hmm. cannot (laughs) and it's hard for us to accept nobody does it all um yeah some other ways to get support we have someone come and like deep clean our house and that's great I just recently started having someone come and like organize because mm-hmm. that was stuff that just wasn't like we weren't getting to ever and it was driving me crazy. Um, so I have someone come organize like once or twice a month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like, but yeah, the biggest thing for me is just, I have these heavy expectations that I put on myself as far as how much availability I need, you know, for my family and that I should basically just be available all the time because otherwise I'm not a good mom, you know, mm. those kinds of things. Like that's really like deep, deep stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But I feel like for most moms, they feel it. That's like the mom guilt stuff, which, you know, that's a whole topic in of itself, but mm. it's just a heavy weight to carry around, you know, like, um, and it's still something like, I, that will pop up for me, especially when I'm kind of pushing myself to like burn out and everything like that. Um, but yeah. And then I was reading a book about boundaries recently and just said that like burnout is a sign that your boundaries aren't great. (laughs) So like often it means that I have to get real with myself and say no to some stuff which for whatever reason is so hard for me. (laughs) Like I just had this moment last week. I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to say no to some people. I need to like decline some things and some opportunities and projects. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like those are the things that people like you don't see. And it's really, really hard. Um, And it's, it involves some like trust of saying, oh, it's okay to say no. And to like, I have to really coach myself out of being in scarcity and feeling like, oh, I'll never get this opportunity again. Or you know what I mean? Or like this person will never want to talk to me again or they won't like me, like um, with saying no. Um, Mm. But sometimes you just have to like, I get in this mode of like, I'm just going to say no to everything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like a reset, like a recalibration. (laughs) Yeah, it's so hard in business though because it's like you just want all those opportunities and you never know where they could lead. But I do feel like often that comes from some scarcity and fear. If you're just like, 
I can't say no. I can't say no. And it's like, yeah. no, opportunities will come along. Another project will come along. Um, or, you know, sometimes when I'm talking to a student and they're like, should I join your program or not? And if I find myself getting into scarcity of, yeah, you, you should join now. Like, that's not right. <laughs> you know, like right. I have to like take a step back and really like let them decide and not push them towards one or the other, which is my goal. But sometimes I like am in more scarcity for, you know, for lots of different reasons. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just a constant like recalibration and like, you know, saying where, where am I at with this? Mm -hmm. Or maybe it might be something that I said, I'm like, nah, I need to like take a step back, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I'm trying to talk someone into something, that's when I know I need to take a step back. (laughs) because we're because we get so attached to the outcome and that that is actually some of like your work on Instagram that has impacted me the most was like a a few posts at the beginning of last year when you were talking about you just like really beautifully showed the contrast between scarcity mindset and abundance mindset and just just like simple thought shifts or perspective shifts um and I actually have one of the posts pulled up do you mind if I read it (laughs) no that's great go ahead um I this one like at the time especially was just such like soul medicine to me it just it just was so resonant with what I was going through. So basically for everyone listening, because they can't see it, um, Morgan just laid out just so beautifully, like the contrast between the two. So there's a few examples that she gave. So scarcity mindset says, I don't have enough time. Abundance mindset says, I will always have all the time I need. Scarcity mindset, I'm always behind. Abundance mindset, the pace I am going right now is exactly the pace it needs to be. Scarcity mindset, I'm not doing enough. Abundance mindset, I am worthy no matter what my output is. Scarcity mindset, results need to come faster. Abundance mindset, I will arrive in my own perfect time. I just love the way that you phrase all those because for me, and I know for so many people probably listening, it feels like such an exhale when we make those shifts and we're like, it just brings such a realization. Like I'm not behind my timeline is valid. Like I am worthy, no matter what my output is just, just so, so beautiful, such truth. And have you seen like really tangible shifts in your life personally, when you focus more on like being able, like seeing where you're living in scarcity and then intentionally moving into abundance mindset? Like, is there anything that you feel like really drastically shifts, even just within the way that you feel when you like prioritize that? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's everything. That's one of the most common things that I actually hear from my clients is how behind Mm -hmm. they feel all the time. And if you critically think about it, you're like behind compared to who? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> you're like, what? Like everyone's in a different place. Right. And so then you can get like, you can be comparing other people in their journey. And then a lot of people are, are only sharing the highlights, you know? Yeah. Um, I also think too, and I do this, like I expect myself to get a lot done every day. And then, so my list will be like 20 things long. And then if I don't get them done, I'm like, oh, I failed, you know? Mm, yeah. And I feel like it's a lot of like our productivity culture and that, um, 
being productive is the only way to thrive or to say, hey, I had a good day. And that's not true because it's impossible for you to be productive every day. Also, um, you know, if you like identify as like a woman and like have Mm -hmm. your cycle and like, Mm -hmm. you know, have a uterus and like there's a lot of hormones and real body chemistry going on, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Which we don't really um, kind of factor into the equation very often. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll just be like, oh my gosh, I feel so off. And then I'm like, oh, this makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like those are some more challenging things that we forget to sort of think about. Um, But yeah, I just think that rest is part of the work. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. when we're resting, we're seeing other people who are in those seasons of like, go, go, go. And then we can like feel guilty. Um, And, and yeah, it's just like, you have to sort of, I call like the waves, but like, there's nothing really in life that doesn't have some sort of rest period or even like the seasons, Mm -hmm. right? Like a winter period, which is like a fourth of the year, if not more. Um, And so I really feel like seasons is like something that really resonates with me and talking about that um, of saying, Hey, I'm in, I'm in this season right now. And this might look different compared to someone else's season. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not really possible for you to just be like, you know, running as fast yeah. as you can in your business 24 seven. And this also looks different for every person. Um, because I don't think every person's meant to work full time with their energy levels. Like I'm, I'm not like I, yeah. if I work full time, I feel burned out. Yeah, same. Especially with creative work and like coaching and stuff, which just takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, and I've seen people talk about this where really humans aren't meant to work for hours a week. Wouldn't it be nice if like expectation was like 25 to 30, you know, <laughs> to really like thrive? Um, but yeah, I think that it's just a constant practice. Um because there will always be someone ahead of you. There will always be someone behind you. And if you're always in that thinking, then you'll like bypass yourself essentially yeah. for like, for what? <laughs> like, right. right. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, or you're, you'll bypass like relationships or, and so I think being present is just a constant practice and being okay with where your journey has taken you so far. And um, I see a lot of stuff out there that's like, you know, how to never have a slow period. And I'm just like, no, slow like good for you. Mm -hmm. And they're normal and actually necessary for you to like catch a breath. But it's Mm -hmm. scary sometimes if you're like, oh, I have real financial needs. And I totally get that. And I've been in those seasons where slow seasons were terrifying, you know, Mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons and that makes it more difficult. So I just want to acknowledge that. Um, but, but yeah, I, I just feel like if you can really try to stay present and not compare to other people and where they're at and like that feeling of being behind doesn't really help very much. Yeah. It doesn't serve you. It really doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, like your journey is your own. And 
I guess this idea of growth, I find so fascinating and that growth can look like a lot of different things. It's not Mm -hmm. just financial. And so a lot of times during those like slow seasons or like slow financial seasons, which is usually what people are implying, there can be a lot of growth in like other Mm -hmm. ways, but it's not valued as much or seen or as like validating to share about for some reason Mm -hmm. in the business space. It's like, everyone's like, Hey, look at how much money I've made, you know? Yeah, totally. That's a, that's like the one measure. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like the only like thing, the only one, it's the only thing, right? Yeah. And I think it's just so, it's such a, it's such a relief when we start to look at life and business in the way that you're talking about it, like seasonally. And I love that you said you can't be productive every day because that's something that's something I struggle with. I'm like. Everyone else is productive every single day, except me. (laughs) There is something wrong with me. And the truth is no one is productive or the same level of productive every single day. You just, you can't, you can't sustain that. And I, I always like when I'm in slower seasons at first, I, I not as much anymore, but I used to be really, really hard on myself. Cause I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. Like I'm not getting anything done. I'm failing that to me was, that to me was failing. And I had someone say to me once, like summer, summer can't last forever. And if it did last forever, it wouldn't even be good. And I was just like, that is so, that is so true. And when we're thinking of it seasonally, like that, that is one of the greatest, like beautiful things about life, I think is seasons and seeing different things, right. Even just even visually, like seeing flowers, bud, and then seeing leaves, you know, turn color and stuff like that. We love that. We see the beauty in it. So then why don't we see the value in our own lives and in our own businesses? Because it, it all belongs. Like it's all part of it. It's all important. And so I think that it's such a, it's such a relief and it's such like when we take off the pressure for things to look the same way all the time. And I think that it, I feel like that gives us energy and power back when we like release those expectations. Do you find that like either with your clients or with yourself, like there is an energy shift when you release pressure? Oh, yes. Of course. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I feel like, so one thing I feel like is so interesting is because of sort of this obsession with saying, hey, this is everything I'm doing or I've done or this is how much money I'm making, then we can often also be not fulfilling to commitments that we already made, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually just watched the Lula Rich documentary. Did you watch it? Oh, no, I need to. <laughs> um so it's really interesting. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts about MLMs because I actually like tried joining a couple when I was just like, mm, what am yeah. I doing with my life? Totally. And anyways, I didn't really do much with them at all. Um, <laughs> but what, and I don't mean to like comment on, I have a lot of friends in MLMs and everything. Yeah, like that, absolutely. But, like, one thing it does highlight in the, in the documentary is that they grew so quickly. Um, and because of that growth, they weren't, actively maintaining and they were so obsessed with that they weren't doing a good job for the current clients in their business Mm -hmm. and um and that's not fair to you know the people who already said yes to you um 
And so I do think business often looks like, like you have to have some stabilization periods for you personally, for the business itself. Um, because otherwise, like mm -hmm. then the quality of what you're doing can go down. Yeah. And then, then moving forward, you don't have as great of testimonials. And I just feel like in my business in particular, um, relationships and testimonials have been huge. Like if my clients can be the mouthpiece for my services yeah. and my programs, I mean, that's everything because then it, it sort of lifts the weight off of marketing in the future. Absolutely. And so it does impact the future of your business. Right. Um, and so, like I said, often it's like taking one step back and two steps forward. Um, and that's necessary if you actually want a long-term sustainable business. Um, but for me, like I, my marketing efforts have actually decreased when I have done a good job for my mm. current clients or previous clients. And so it's made that element easier, but it does mean that sometimes I've had to say no, or I've had to limit how many people I'm allowing into my programs or my services. Um, I could just say yes to everyone and go, 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 but then I wouldn't be able to sustain that. And then that does impact the future growth of the business. So it is a smart business decision yeah. to say no and to have seasons and to slow down um, all around, I feel like. And then some of that personal development and having space for that, which is important to actually carve, carve mm -hmm. out. I feel like also does impact the future growth of the business too, because different things are required of you in different stages. But I feel like often we just think it's like, looks like this, yeah. but it doesn't at all. Like, it's just right. like, you know, like, <laughs> like um, drawings on Instagram of this is yeah. what your business journey looks like. It's so true. And that's why it's such a trip <laughs> because yeah. you're just like, whoa, this is all like shifting and changing all the time. Um, but that in of itself is exhausting. And that's what, ex what is exhausting about entrepreneurship. So it's like, you yeah. have to give yourself a second to reset, to check in with yourself. Um, because if you don't, you're just like chasing, 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 and like getting farther away from yourself, which is not the goal. Um, so yeah, I think revisiting your initial goals of why you do what you do in the first place, you should do that often, more than mm -hmm. once a year. Like, I know um, a lot of times we set goals at the beginning of the year, and this is what we want our life to look like. And even with goals, I kind of focus more on visioning. Um, yeah. But like, you got to check in with yourself like every quarter and yeah. kind of evaluate what you're doing because things can shift and change. Or like, you might have something in your personal life that pops up mm -hmm. and you can allow those goals to look different. Or maybe it means this year, you know, you didn't make as much as like you initially planned and that's okay because like COVID also is just like wild and hard and everyone is, you know, struggling with just the trauma of that. And, um, I think it can be so easy just like bypass all of that. Um, mm. around. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that we have to regularly remember how much like nuance there is to entrepreneurship, creative entrepreneurship. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately that the way that we do work and, you know, 
owning your own business, it really does just require different things than having a regular nine to five job does. Like it just, it just does. And so like you, like you said, like that, the journey of entrepreneurship, of, of being a creative, whatever is kind of exhausting in itself. And so we, it like, it's it also requires like everyone. And it's I don't not mean for anyone. Way, like, yeah. I don't mean it in like one's better than the other. I mean, they're just trade-offs. And Absolutely. I feel like often entrepreneurship is glorified and I'm just like, no, there's just trade-offs. And I, I saw a post from someone yesterday and she has been building her business the last couple of years. And she just said, she's making the intentional decision for her own mental health to go back to working for someone. Oh, and I thought that was yeah. incredible. You yeah. know, she was really like, you know, checking with herself of yeah. what she wants and how she needs to take care of herself in this season. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe this comes up with your clients, but, um, oftentimes when we make decisions, you know, we can feel like, oh, this is like a big deal, or this is the end of the end. And for me, what helps is just say, I can change my mind later. I'm going to explore this and then I can try something different. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Or like my coach is even like, what if you took a sabbatical? It's like Mm. like a pause. And I was just like, I don't even know if I thought that was an option. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. you can pick back up where you left off. Like nothing's going to blow up or like yeah. end. Yeah. And that's really hard to actually believe. It is. Because um, yeah. so often we're just on this momentum train and we're just like, mm-hmm. no, it'll yeah. stop and it'll die, you know? Totally. Um, so very like dramatic thinking comes up for me. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I <laughs> think lot. for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I actually get very dramatic about like the ifs. And possibly oh, of course, what could happen, which probably won't. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Assumption land. I know I go there totally. often and I'm like, I just know I, you know, all these things could happen. And, and I think that's, I think it's normal. You know, there's no shame in that. Um, I, one of my clients actually decided to just kind of like do a sabbatical, like kind of similar to that. And it was a long time coming for her, but just the, the relief that came with that decision and then actually getting to see for her, like nothing, nothing is blowing up. Nothing's going anywhere. And, and I think that one of the greatest things, like you talk about the trade-offs, one of the greatest things about getting to be a creative entrepreneur is you have the, you have the option. You have the option to do it any way you want to do it. And yes, that can be stressful, but it also can be like so wonderful And I love that you brought up that post that you had seen, um, because I think that we need to be reminded as creatives that we don't have to own our own business. We don't have to do whatever our creative medium is to be a true creative. You can do whatever you want for a career. It does not make you more or less of an artist or a creative. And I think that's something that is again, such a relief to let go of. Um, like in my journey, it was like my singer songwriter days. And I, I was just so, I was like, well, I'm not a true, I'm not a true artist if I don't do it for my job. And I was like, that is just not true. And then, so I think that I love wait, wait, you brought I know up. you were a singer songwriter. Did I know this? I don't think so. Did I don't I talk about it that there? much. <laughs> I like want to hear more about that. Oh my gosh. Well, and I know when you said that too, I was like, oh my gosh, like I did not know that you sang and play guitar either. Yeah. I mean, mine was not a big deal. 
like I just like played around in college and okay yeah but it wasn't that good so I'm curious I would never consider myself that I was a singer-songwriter essentially but um yeah that I like want to hear more about that maybe oh my gosh that's so funny well I've been I've have been considering like sharing more of that again because it was when I like decided when I decided to walk away from that as a job it was like a huge overcorrection and I think I also just needed like to redefine my relationship to it so it kind of ended up being a a long time away from it you know but like it's such a part of me that you know I'll probably just start sharing more but anyways yeah so I I am but I love that you are too (laughs) that's so cool yeah it's funny because just recently I've been like because I don't actually don't grab my guitar very often and I was yeah. like I need to sign up for lessons I need to have like a thing I've been thinking that, that is scheduled and like carving out time because if I'm just like oh I'm just gonna fit that in and there's no like specific specific plan around it yeah I don't do it I put it on the back burner and so that is actually one of my goals is to like sign up for lessons and I was like looking for online lessons and stuff like that but um mm. but yeah I let's see what were we talking about just like be doing a creative job. You don't have to do it for your job. Totally. Yeah. And I, I agree in that. I do think that there is a lot of like relief that can be found mm-hmm. in that. And any business also isn't hundred percent creative or fun. So like, yeah. so that's true. also like creativity plays like a piece of that, but like, there's a lot of other stuff to running mm-hmm. a business. Um, and that's actually why I created my course because I was like, Oh, you know, designing stuff for other people is just all rainbows. <laughs> like <laughs> when I had like this hard reality. Oh, it's not like I'm working with humans and, um, I need to have a process and I need to know how to sell it to them and like communicate my value and also figure out how to talk about money. Like all this stuff, it was just like, like, mm. you know, and so that's why I specifically created my program is so that I can help creatives, um, you know, build their business when they are coming from like a creative first lens, because usually Mm -hmm. there's some other business skills that are lacking, um, in that space. Um, and also what I feel like has been interesting about like kind of growing my agency and stuff is like, I think that there's this common mindset that you have to like be the very best at Mm -hmm. whatever you're doing. And I do not even think like my design work is all that amazing compared to the younger up and coming (laughs) kids on the block, I guess. Yeah. Like some of them like, wow, their work is so good, but, um, I'm okay with it. Like I, I'm like, I can make good money being okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I don't mean that in like this, like feel bad for me or like, no, you're awesome. Like no, for reals. I know that there's some really talented designers, especially since there's more designers than there ever has been. And, uh, I just don't think it's always the thing that makes you deserving of being compensated well, Yeah, you know? So, and really there's always going back to kind of our conversation we had before, there's always someone better than you. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're always just trying to just master the craft. I mean, you could work on that for forever and yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Like you want to be able to, you know, offer clients good work that you feel good about. But I think sometimes we can also get like so obsessed with that element. Or another thing I've heard is like, I need 
to know everything like a hundred percent before I can offer this service. And I'm just like, yeah. that's not even possible because everything's shifting and changing so yeah. often. Right. Um, and I'm like, often you learn by offering it and diving just in. do it. Just, yeah. just try it. <laughs> yeah. Like there's resources out there to give you a little bit of a hump over like the learning curve, but ultimately the way you learn most things is just by doing and finding your own style and way of doing things. And then also sometimes the value is just like speeding things up for clients and, and making it seamless for them. And so that's another thing that comes up is like, oh, I have to have spent a lot of time or it has to be very hard mm-hmm. in order for me to be deserving yeah. of, you know, earning money or being compensated. And I'm like, what if it were easy? <laughs> like, yeah, what's easy for you isn't easy for someone else. And we exactly. forget that, right? Because we're just like in our own world and. Um, but yeah, I'm like, what if you could easily create a solution for clients? And because the value isn't how hard you've worked on something, like nobody really cares. It's like what the end result is. And so that's what a lot of my coaching is, is like helping them focus on that. And that it doesn't always have to like feel hard, you Mm. know, because you'll just keep making it harder and then you're drained Mm. (laughs) all the time because creative work is draining like it is so I'm like make it easier on yourself and there's a point where you've learned enough kind of I think at least like you're always kind of learning and evolving a little bit but there's a point where you do have to dive into like the personal development work and the business side in order to actually build a successful business Mm -hmm. um but yeah and then also is okay to work for someone else and to make that choice and then explore your creativity outside of your work. But I would say for for most people, um, you can find some kind of creative element to what you do, even if you work with someone else. Maybe there's some jobs, like in like accounting. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I know like some accountants that love numbers and it feels creative for them. So it just creative life looks a million ways. For sure. So here's the thing. It's like, okay, what does creative even mean? And what does it look like to each person? Is it what makes you happy and like fills up your cup? And like, you know, it can look like a variety of things. It's just kind of ideas, right? Like, so anyways, that's probably a whole Mm -hmm. other topic. (laughs) Um, Actually, I have a friend, um, Brooke Schultz. She has a whole podcast on creativity. Do you know who she is? Oh, no, I don't. She's awesome. Um, Anyways, I'll have to like yeah, sh- share your first stuff with you later, but she just yeah. talked about creativity, like always. So I love, um, I love following her. She's great, but I love that. I love all of that. I, yeah, I just love your perspective on things. I love just this overarching thing of like, just release the pressure to be a certain way, just release the pressure to, you know, for your business to be all shiny and perfect and for it to all be rainbows and just like find your way, honor your way and honor the nuance of it all, right? Like there's a million different seasons of it and it's all good. You know, there's, there is nothing that would make you more worthy than you are right now. And I think that that's just, that's just one of the greatest, I think, grounding truths, I think for those all in creative professions and even not like, I think that goes for anyone, but Um, I also wanted to ask for anyone listening that might be interested in working with you in some capacity, like how, how would they go about like learning about more about like your program or course or anything like that? 
Yeah. So um, if you listen to this and you enjoyed it, like shoot me a DM because I always just love like chatting on Instagram. And um, most of my coaching focuses mostly for designers, but I do work with some service providers. Um, basically, we're doing client work because usually if you have a small audience, like I'm just trying to teach you how to create a sustainable business, you know, the first like few years um, and really get to to a place where um, where you feel like owning a business feels worth it to, to you. Totally. Like mm-hmm. How kind of challenging it, it can be. Again, there's trade-offs, but, um, but yeah, so usually that is, um, where I kind of focus. And then sometimes I do some coaching work on if you're wanting to expand like beyond clients and, you know, maybe do some courses and things like that. But most of my, I think people jump to that too early often, Um, and so my goal is to help you explore how can you build a sustainable and profitable business with the least amount of work. And, um, because usually my clients have the goal of like more time. Um, and so that's kind of where my coaching focuses on. And a lot of times I feel like the stuff out there is like hire a team, build passive income, like more and more and more. And I'm like, uh, that just adds more to your plate. So it doesn't really get you to getting more time. Like those can be some great, like long-term things, but it's not what you need initially because it's just going to stress you out. So it's like, there's more you can explore with doing a really good job with your clients, um, even with a smaller audience. And I have, you know, students that are, you know, in the six figure range and plus like, um, in the first years of their businesses, which is so amazing. And what it means, it's not just a vanity metric. It means that they're able to support themselves and their loved ones, or like I've had students who, um, their partner lost their job in the pandemic and they were able to support their family. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm always like, what does the money mean? (laughs) Like, that's what I'm big on is like, okay, your goals might look different because the money means something different for you, you know? Um, so So yeah, and then I have my group coaching program that's for designers. Um, So I do a mix of like one-on-one and my group coaching. Um, And that's kind of like where my my main focus is right now. That's so awesome. That all sounds just so powerful and life-changing. And so yes, anyone who's interested, just shoot her a DM. Um, That's super exciting. And I just have three last kind of like rapid fire questions that I ask everyone. Are you ready for those? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay, cool. So the first one is, what is one thing about you that makes you, you? Okay. (laughs) Um, I think what, I guess I'm curious on your perspective, just because we we followed each other and kind of like an outside perspective of like, what makes me unique or stand out or even like interesting at all? (laughs) I don't know. Do you have any, anything? for me on this? Like, I'm curious. Mm, I feel like I would have responded the exact same way as a nine, especially I'm like, I don't know what makes me stand out. Um, I would say your vulnerability. Oh, really? that is, oh yeah. Do you feel that way? Yes, I do. I think, yeah. Like I like talking about the intersection of business and personal a lot. I think even so much so that I forget to talk about like 
my actual programs. <laughs> like I've literally had marketing people tell me, be like, uh, you don't talk enough about like your stuff and your offers. And I'm like, I know, I just really want to understand like humans and like talk more about that and like the messy stuff. Um, cause that's just what I'm interested in because I'm always like, is someone else experiencing what I'm experiencing? Mm. and they always yeah. are that's what's yeah. so fascinating to yeah. me and so yeah I'm very interested in that element and like the human experience of like running a business and I guess that then means some like vulnerability um conversations that I'm bringing to the table mm. um so no that's like that's super helpful I and I guess I feel like we're also I don't feel, I don't, I feel like I don't see as many entrepreneurs who look like me is that I have some very real personal limitations, um, mm-hmm. as far as how much time and energy I can put into my business. Yeah. And there's stuff that I've never even shared, you know, and yeah. I assume that most people have that, whether they have kids or not, like sometimes, you know, yeah. people have mental health struggles behind the scenes, or they have a partner who has mental health struggles, or there's someone that they're taking care of, like, more often than not, there's so much more happening. Um, and so I feel like even if people don't have a family, they resonate with me because I am about like building a business with some limits, you know, because that's my experience. And so that's what I share, but almost every human I know has something like that going on. Um, And so, so yeah, that's kind of more where my focus has been going towards the future is how can I support, um, a variety of people with different life experiences, um, Mm. and have more understanding and more compassion. Um, cause I just like, feel like, I don't know, it's like, that's why we get into business in the first place is for connections and relationships, but we can like lose sight of that stuff. So that's Mm. what I feel like very passionate about. And the element of that is, is specifically, coaching women, how to believe in the possibilities for themselves. Um, and I focus on women specifically just because of some of the stuff we talked about right. in this episode of specific things that come up for us individually yeah. um, and the challenges that, that can come along with that, that impact the growth of our business and mm-hmm. how we feel about our business and ourselves. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's what I like to to talk a lot about but yeah I had <laughs> just had someone who's like maybe you should talk about this stuff and I just was like I mean I'm gonna keep talking about it tell you <laughs> yeah it's powerful <laughs> yeah it's, it's just funny because I, I just get, you get different perspectives no matter what some yeah. people love it and then some people are like coming from a different lens and their mm-hmm. own experience and this person in particular she was very analytical sure and so she talks about things in that way often in her business and the numbers and all of that I'm just like, well, we're just different people. So how, what the things I talk about are different than what you talk about. And that's great. You know, yeah, you're for different people. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Initially it hurt my feelings. And then I was mm. like, you know, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, you should, you should. I think all those things that you just spoke to, like, absolutely make you unique. They make you, you like, when I think of you, I think of those things. And, um, yeah, I, I love that. that. I'm glad it comes across. Cause it's so oh, yeah. scary for me to even, bring up certain things that I do online and sometimes I'm like delete 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 like (laughs) then I have to like hold myself back and just be like okay if I'm having this feeling then it 
means that even more that I, this is stuff I want to talk about, or I should yeah. talk about. Um, I know this looks different for each person because I definitely didn't talk about, like, I was not very vulnerable in the early years of my business. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I've had more life experiences and stuff, I've just been like, you know, I feel like other, like, I just want connection. And yeah. I think that's what we're all ultimately looking for. And so yeah. that's just why I kind of like to open up those conversations. And then I also enjoy getting very perspectives from different people and saying, hey, well, this is actually like my experience, what I think. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I think that's just so interesting. And ultimately for me, my business, I feel like what's made it quote worth it. So we've talked about that a lot for yeah. me is um, the connections I've made um, from having my business that I wouldn't have otherwise. And that also has changed who I am, you know, like through those connections or being exposed to like different opinions and, um, as a nine, yeah, <laughs> I love to like glean all the things, you know, yeah. both ends. uh, but like, it is about the self-development stuff. And I'm like, I would have just been so different if I never mm-hmm. had my business. And like, yeah. I feel, do feel more empowered in who I am I feel like I'm still exploring that spectrum but all around like I feel like I know more of who Morgan is um from from running running my business Mm -hmm. which like makes it worth it so yeah cool I love that I love that and what is a small joy in your life right now that is keeping you going yeah so let's see I would say So lately I've just been like kind of in awe of like my kiddos and the different stages that they're at and their like personalities. It's totally just like a mom answer, but Mm -hmm. really when I feel the most present is with when I'm with them and like we're playing or do something that they enjoy. And so kind of our little like tradition is that we've been playing baseball in our backyard um, and they're all into it. They all have gloves, like even my three-year-old. And we just kind of are all in a circle and we like play ball um, almost every day. And they're very (laughs) into that right now. Um, But I just love how they love the simple things, you know, and I think it's so fun. So, um, so yeah, I just feel like a lot of times, I mean, now that like my business has done well, we have really fun experiences. We've stayed at like Airbnbs and like, I'll try to do like some fun things like that. But also I feel like there's so much in like the presence of like the small moments. And those are the kinds of things that I'm trying to soak up, Um, especially since we don't do big trips just because it's it's a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, Very often. (laughs) Or we do like road trips, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, just trying to like soak soak up some of those simple things. Um, And then we also might be moving. So that's kind oh, of a big, big thing. I know. That's I'm a big, a big joy potentially. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it feels like a lot. Um, wow. And it's also made me evaluate and like had to be like, okay, I need to practically like say, what can I keep on my plate? And, you know, during this season. Um, but I feel like we've been feeling like a shift and a change for our family. And it's also kind of felt uneasy, you know, in that mm. meantime. And, so now it's something like I'm looking forward to where we actually found a house. There's a whole story behind that. I probably will have to share more because we actually bought a piece of property wow. and then, you know, we didn't hire the right people to help us build our home. 
It's oh my like, gosh, people are going to want to hear about this. You'll have to hop on stories and like, <laughs> oh, it's been so messy. We bought it a year ago and nothing really has happened or moved forward. And so I feel like it's leading us towards a different direction, which is just buying another house. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so we're excited about that. Um, and we're just moving back to the area where we actually lived right after we got married and where I grew up. And so I love that area. It's just like 25 minutes. So it's not like out of state or anything huge. Cool. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's something that we're looking forward to and a little bit more space. It's not crazy huge or anything like that, but sure. just a little bit more space for us is a good thing because we're all mm-hmm. kind of smashed into this house. Um, so that's something that's exciting. And also that is something that's possible because of my business and Pam yeah. to you and like the support that he's also um, given me with like being home and or us, I guess. Um, totally. If I still go, get back into those patterns of language where I'm like, oh, he's supporting me. I'm like, no, this is like us working together towards mm. a goal, right? Like mm. we did this. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah. Cool. I love that. That's both the house and the baseball both sounds super <laughs> just beautiful and exciting. And then what is one thing that you're doing to actively create your life right now? Ooh, um, I feel like I kind of hit on it, which is just like really practicing presence um, and like noticing, which is not easy because I am the type of person who just wants to be like busy, 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 going, going, going all the time. Um, And so slowing down and kind of allowing myself to slow down and that it's safe and okay for me to slow down, I think is just something I'm intentionally trying to practice. yeah. And like what that looks like more specifically, um, has just been like saying no to yeah. things and like, it's uncomfortable, <laughs> like yeah. so uncomfortable. Um, and yeah, just like honoring, I guess my own limits. Um, and not, not like a negative way, but just like saying, okay, Morgan, like what, what do things need to look like right now in order for you to really thrive? And it's not more stuff anymore. It's weird. Cause like the stories I used to say to myself were like more, 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 you know? Right. And I just feel like the more personal work I do, it's about less because I've gone the more and more and more path. And like I mentioned earlier, it wasn't what I feel like brought like the peace and, and happiness. And I mean, that's like a lifelong journey, but like mm. success is something that you can feel at any moment, yes. regardless of external sources. And that's just something I continually am like, so fascinated by um because I have always chased the external myself mm-hmm. in that validation um and and yeah I'm just trying to think through like why why have I done that like what has the purpose been um and so what does it look like potentially for some of that to be stripped away or you know what I mean that's when you have to yeah. come go inwards um anyways so I feel like I'm exploring 
more of those possibilities for, mm -hmm. like I mentioned for me right now, it's been, I am okay with the size of the business and I don't want to grow anymore. And like, yeah. that's just my personal decision. And there's a lot of relief in that. Um, or also maybe next year working even less than I do and earning less, yeah. um, might be something that I explore. <laughs> that is exciting. That like makes me really <laughs> giddy. I love, I love thinking about doing less. Like, so I just, uh, I think that's really exciting. And to think about like the expansiveness and spaciousness that that would bring to your life. That is just, that's exciting. Yeah, I think it is. And something my coach said, Maria Cause, I've been working with her for three years and mm. she's amazing. Um, but she was like, your business is not meant to be your only place of like fulfillment or like, yeah. like you need stuff outside of the business. Okay. And it's so true. Like, I don't know. I just feel like and she also said, it's not the place to work out all of your own problems. <laughs> you know, like we talk about self-development and business that happens, but it's not meant to always do that. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there's so many other ways that you are developing yourself as a human that we can lose, um, like friendships. That's one thing that I feel like has really fallen on the back burner and also like I have a role in that because I've just been like too busy for a lot of things and to like prioritize them. But then mm. I've felt like sad. And so I'm like, okay, I need to make more of an effort. Sure. <laughs> I'm yeah. not perfect at it, but like, that's something that I'm trying to also make more of an effort towards and just being like, okay, my business is one part of me, but if I ignore mm. these other parts of me, then I'm still sad regardless of how quote, successful my business is. And so it's sort, sort of more like honoring who I am as a whole human and that yeah. my business plays a role and I do feel fulfilled from that. And it helps provide for our family, which is awesome. But also there are other pieces to the equation. Um, and so I'm trying to reprioritize <laughs> those things like personal hobbies and mm. friendships. Mm. Um, but it's kind of hard. Like, I feel like all my friends are busy. So, yeah. So, totally. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's such a, that's a beautiful answer. I love like just this idea of, yeah, presence and also just, just putting our work in its place almost, you know, it's like, it does not define our entire lives and we don't live to work, you know, we just don't. And so, yeah, just like, it's a piece of the pie, but it's not the whole pie. <laughs> and totally. so, yeah, I just, I think that that's a beautiful like shift in, in focus and like doing some other things that would feel really like energizing and fulfilling for you. For sure. And I'm excited to explore more what that is because I feel like I basically, yeah, in my early twenties was when I even played the guitar and that was kind of my main hobby. And I also kind of identified within that. Totally. Um, and so I now I'm like, I could also pick up like new hobbies, like, yeah. <laughs> like who I was. Cause I sort of in my mind has been like, I'm going to revisit who I was. And I'm like, no, it's like who I am moving forward. And that could even look 
totally different. I can reinvent myself at any point in time. Um, So another small thing is that I'm just like redoing my wardrobe because Mm. I want it to feel different. And I, I want to feel different in like my body and my wardrobe and everything. So I'm getting rid of a lot of stuff that I naturally hold on to things. Yeah. <laughs> and so I am like fresh start. And then also with this move, potentially we're going to be replacing all our furniture and I'm just like, it's time. And so I'm kind of mm-hmm. taking this as an opportunity to like reinvent yeah. sort of, um, yeah, just who I have been or kind of my identity before and like be like okay it's not just revisiting who I was it's like moving forward can look different in any kind of way that I want and I just find like that so interesting Mm -hmm. um and exciting too yeah yeah yeah. we get to evolve I love I love that like all the possibilities that are like at our fingertips and just this opportunity that we have to change if we want like you've touched on before, like we can change our minds and we can change ourselves if we want. And that's really, really exciting. So I just so appreciate like all that you've shared today and just your honesty and even vulnerability in this conversation. I love, I seriously love that about you, that you're always just willing to go there to the real stuff. And I just, I think that's something that's so special about you and the way that you are on Instagram and stuff like that too. So if people want to give you a follow, just what, how do they find you on Instagram? What's your username or what do they call it? Tag? Yeah. yeah username. Handle, handle, handle. handle. There you go. Yeah. So if you want to come say hi and like, give me a follow. Um, like I mentioned, I coach designers kind of more specifically and like creatives, but like, I feel like hopefully you'd enjoy following me regardless of you would I can tell you, you would. <laughs> um so so yeah my username is just morgan rap so r-a-p-p and um yeah just like shoot me a dm if like any of this resonated at all um just because I love that and I love making new connections so awesome cool well thank you for being here I so so appreciate it and is there anything else, like any final thoughts that you want to share, Ad? Um, no, like, I just really appreciate you having me on. And like, I feel the same way about you and that your energy somehow, I have not met you in person, but mm-hmm. it does come across your Instagram and you just have like this very calming, like soothing vibe that I love that you bring to the table. And it's just like so appreciated and, and needed, I think in the space, because I just, I don't know, the online, not just the online business space, like society as a whole, it's like this, you need this thing or this thing, like yeah. to feel whole as a human. And it's just exhausting, right? It's like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's time for us to like rewrite the story and push back and on the old narrative. <laughs> mm. um, and I think it's shifting. Um, which is really cool to see, uh, all around. So anyways, Mm -hmm. I really appreciate you and all the things that you do. Thank you. Thank you for those words. And I'm just so glad that we've connected and yeah, I hope that everyone will go and give you a follow and watch all the wisdom that you bring and yeah, just so, so appreciate you being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You're so, so welcome. 
Thank you so much for tuning into our conversation. Isn't she just the best? She is such a delight, such a breath of fresh air in this online space that we are in, especially those of us that are creative entrepreneurs. So I just hope that you really enjoyed listening into this conversation. And if you would like to follow her on Instagram, I would highly recommend that you do. Her handle is at Morgan Rapp and I have her info in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for being here. It's such a delight to spend this time with you. Uh, I just want to give a quick reminder that I am hosting a free virtual experience. It's going to be two days in November, November 2nd and 3rd. It is called Finding Clarity and Renewal, Even in a Season of Transition. It is going to be a mix of some live videos with workbooks, free workbooks for you. I'm going to guide you through some reflection time that can really help you just get grounded as we end the rest of this year. Um, and if you do show up live, I'm going to, um, give some time for like live feedback and questions and all of that as well. So I would love to see you there. You don't have to sign up or anything. It's going to be in my Facebook group, my pop-up Facebook group on, um, Facebook, obviously it's facebook.com slash groups slash bloomwell. And I would love to have you there. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode of create your life. If you enjoyed it, please leave a five-star review and um, just let us know what you really enjoyed about it. But thank you for being here, sending you so much love and we'll chat soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to Create Your Life. It is such an honor to get to share these conversations with you, and it truly means the world that you are listening, so thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That is the biggest help and allows more creative humans just like you to find this podcast. As always, I love to connect with you who are listening. So screenshot this episode, share that you're listening in your stories and tag me so I can see. I would absolutely love to see. And if you would like to stay connected or are interested in coaching, you can follow me on Instagram at megan.vhill. And I always update there when I have new openings um, and free events or downloads, things like that. So make sure to stay in the loop there. You can also join my email list, which gets updated a lot of times even before Instagram. Um, and so you can join that at meganvhill.com slash mailing list. And lastly, if you loved the song from this episode, I know I do. I am obsessed. It was created especially for Create Your Life by my good friend Trevor Maddox. He is incredible. And if you want to hear more of his music, which I highly recommend, you can head to his website, trevormaddox.com, or follow him on Instagram at maddox.sounds. And both of those will take you to um, Spotify or wherever you listen to your music, and you can listen to his stuff. It is incredible. Make sure to check that out. Thank you for being here. I'm so happy to spend this time with you. Looking forward to staying connected and we'll chat soon.